0: All right everyone, it is the start of award season. Yes, so super pumped about this. Honestly, I have to say my most memorable thing that ever watching the award season was probably the Oscars, the year before Leo won his Oscar and it went to Matthew McConaughey. Mm. I was pissed. <laughs> and that was for Wolf of Wall Street. He got beaten out by Dallas Buyers Club, but I mean, you know, he won the next year because of the Revenant. But I
1: mean, come on, Dallas Buyers
0: Club. I know, I, mean, I know,
1: but Wolf of Wall Street was such a good movie. Yes, it was. Yes, it.
0: What was. would you say was your most memorable? Oh,
1: I man, there's a couple. I mean, like... I mean, you were around for. They
0: like me. They really like me.
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I was, but I I, I was young. (laughs) I was really young, so I probably wasn't watching it. But yes, I was around for Sally Field's uh, memorable moment. Um, I don't know. There's a couple of like really good Halle Berry when she won, you know, just the overwhelming appreciation that she had and, and, you know, the raw emotion. Um, and of course, Benicio like jumping over seats and kissing her like that was yeah, hilarious. That or, was crazy. You know, that was crazy. So um, <laughs> that was, that was probably pretty interesting or whatever. And then I think the most like thing that stands out the most though, like the what the fuck did I just see happen kind of a thing, is when like Angelina Jolie tongued her brother. That was weird. That, that I, was I, I, really weird. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> what the fuck did I just see on the Oscars right now? And then the other would be Oprah Uma Uma. Oprah. Yeah, David Letterman's yeah. like big. I thought it was hilarious. Did not go over well no, with it Oprah. Didn't. Um, they had a little spat after that, or whatever. <laughs> but um, we love Oprah, we love Dave, they mended, it's all good. It's all good. It's like so but I mean, those are just some things that I remember from the award season that are pretty good. So. It's
0: so good, it's so good. Well, you guys know we got some nominations to talk about, and and I mean, it's gonna get crazy, guys. It's gonna yes, get crazy. Yes. Let's get into it. What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 148. Eight. Ooh, two away from the big 150. Absolutely bonkers, Whoa. man. Yes. We got something special for the 150. We got a returning guest coming on to talk about an amazing project. It's true. Just a little tease. Just, Just a little, little tease. tease. Oh, my L- L- goodness, L- little guys. Tease. You guys know, I mean, you've been around long enough to know your host with the most myself, j Fantastic, and the one and only Mal. What's up? Hello, all you newcomers out yes, there. Yes, hi. Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, where if it's going down in Hollywood, we are talking about it. That's that's right. Man, the I mean the good
1: the bad and the ugly.
0: The <laughs> good the bad and the freaking ugly.
1: That's right.
0: Oh my goodness, so many nominations from the Golden Globes and the SAG Awards. Yeah. I mean, it, streaming, man,
1: streaming is huge right now. I mean, who some some streamers got their first nominations. Yeah. But as usual, and we're going to talk like Netflix Yeah, I mean, while Disney Plus is like steaming up Netflix's ass and about to pass them, I think relatively subscribers, yeah. But but as far as awards go, man, I know everybody's still trying to catch Netflix.
0: I know I'm a little surprised because Amazon, I believe, it was in my opinion the top like performer when it comes to the awards, especially when it comes to television. But I
1: mean, Netflix they they're the underdog. They cannot
0: be like you know. You can't forget about it. And then
1: HBO Max, will they try to, like, because remember when HBO dominated everything and then Netflix? took over and HBO was like, what the fuck? Will HBO Max finally maybe? Ca-? I don't yes. know, but, you know, I do like Perry Mason. Yes. I did check that first. Album. There you go. Okay.
0: There you go. Oh, my <laughs> goodness, guys. We have a crazy, crazy show, like I said. Nominations. We got talking about the streaming wars, more television announcements. I mean, it's an amazing show. It's a packed show, so be prepared. Strap in. Get your drinks <laughs> ready. Get your popcorn ready. It's going to be a fun ride. Yeah. But before we get this thing started, be sure to head over to our website, www crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. New podcast merch is up right now. Antoinette is up right now. I mean, Valentine's Day merch is up right now. Like, a lot of good stuff, man.
1: a lot of good stuff. Yes, yes, but
0: let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. Golden Globes, the nominations for the 78th Golden Globes are officially out, and Netflix literally dominated both film and television nominations. Like, insane
1: yeah you want to know let, let, let's break down the numbers okay for television distributors netflix 20 nominations <laughs> hbo had seven plus hbo max had two so nine altogether. Yeah. hulu had six pop tv five what the fuck i know i'm surprised <laughs> by that <one. laughs> i know Show, showtime had five amazon studios had three apple tv had two AMC had one, BBC America won, Disney one, Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry, WandaVision, it's coming. It's, yeah, okay. exactly. FX Networks won and NBC won. And then the dominance continued. For movies, motion picture distributors, Netflix 22. Yes, you heard that right, so 42 total, it's insane. (laughs) Amazon had seven, Focus Features five, Searchlight five, Sony Pictures five, Walt Disney Studios uh, and Motion Pictures five, Warner Brothers Pictures four, Universal three, Hulu two, Neon and Hulu two, uh, STX Films two, Vertical Entertainment, IMAX two, A24 one, I was shocked by that, because they're normally like up there. Very artsy. Uh, Apple and A24 one, Apple and G Kids one, Magnolia Pictures one, Samuel Goldwyn Films one, and Shudder One. Like, again, not even close to 42 nominations.
0: Netflix is dominating right now. I mean, a lot of their stuff, we've been talking about it on the show. So, I mean... It makes sense. It, it makes does. sense. So, I mean, let's dive into this thing. We're starting with television. All right. Best all right. performance by an actor in a television series, musical, and or comedy. We got Don Cheadle for Black Monday. Yes. Nicholas Holt for The Great. Eugene Levy for Shits Creek. Uh, Jason Sadekis for Ted Lasso.
1: And Rami Yosef for Rami. I'm just going to say I love Shits Creek. Don't get me wrong. I love Eugene Levy, but enough is enough with that. I know. Let's not make the whole fucking show about that again there are other that was the there. Emmys man yeah, yeah, took yeah. Over there, the Emmys. there are other people there are other people the Golden Globes don't need to repeat that no all right so of course we got to do best performance by an actress in a television series musical or comedy <laughs> this first one makes me very happy <laughs> Lily Collins Emily in Paris because I'm a huge Lily Collins fan everybody knows it. we all know uh <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco the flight attendant All those years, she broke down into tears. All those years, she didn't get a nomination for Big Bang Theory. She finally got one for Flight Attendant. Good for you, Kaylee. Well worth it. Um, Yes, indeed. Elle Fanning for the great Jane Levy. Yeah, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek. Kudos to Zoe and Austin Winsberg and uh, – I mean to Jane and uh, Austin Winsberg and everybody involved with that show. Only network. Yeah. The only network. Literally. Th- for that category that got nominated. So NBC. So kudos. That's the
0: one who I'm pulling for as well. So we'll see, man. Yeah. I, mean,
1: I, I would be happy with that and, of course, Lily. Of course. Or of course. Kaylee. Yeah.
0: I'd be I mean, fine with any of those, but ma- Jane, Yeah, but you know. you know, you know. Uh, best performance by an actor in a television series for a drama. Mm. Jason Bateman for Ozark, obviously. Josh O'Connor for The Crown. Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. Al Pacino for Hunters. Oh. And Matthew Rise for Perry Mason.
1: Yes, just based on the first episode. Yes, give it to Matthew. <laughs> Woo, that was good. I know. Best performance by an actress in a television drama. Olivia Colman, The Crown. Jodie Comer, Killing Eve. Oh. Right. uh Emma Corrin, The Crown. Oh. I mean, Princess Die. that's going to be tough right now. right? Laura Linney, Ozark. And Sarah Paulson,
0: ratchet. That makes sense, mm-hmm, man. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, best performer by our best performance by an actor in a limited series or motion picture made for television. We got Brian Cranston for Your Honor. Which, yes, I mean you said this one was amazing. It's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, Jeff Daniels for the Comey role. I mean this. Yeah. Fuck yes. It, of course. <laughs> uh, Hugh Grant for the Undoing. Mm. Mark Ruffalo for I know this is. Uh, much t- is true, and Ethan Hawke for The Good Lord Bird. Yep. So
1: interesting. Woo! And then, of course, we've got actress in a limited series, motion picture, made for television. Uh, Kate Blanchett, Mrs. America. I've heard really great things about that. But Daisy Edgar Jones, Normal People. Shira Haas, Unorthodox. Nicole Kidman, The Undoing. And here's your winner, right here. If I'm betting, if I'm betting, Anna Taylor Joy, The Queen's Gambit. Let's get it. Yeah,
0: let's, let's do get it. it. All right, that's what I'm pulling for. You already know. Uh, the best television series as a drama. I mean, maybe The Crown, mm. Lovecraft Country, mm. uh, which is fucking blowing up everywhere. I wouldn't be surprised if that one got it. Yeah. Uh, but The Mandalorian is also in here, so I'm yes. also pulling for The Mandalorian. <laughs> and then we got Ozark and Ratchet. So yes. we shall see. I could I could possibly see Ozark having a good night because it's the final season. Yeah. And so yeah. I I hope I hate when they do that, but and because they've
1: won so much, they have deservedly so. But yeah. I you know. I like when they do it if it's the last season and they hadn't won a lot exactly. prior but they have so exactly. you know. Um <laughs> best television limited series or motion picture made for television. Uh Normal People, The Queen's Gambit, <whistles> small acts the undoing and
0: unorthodox mm, Ooh. a lot of good ones there yeah. man a lot of good ones uh, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series limited series or motion picture for television helena bottom carter for the crown mm. julia gardner for ozark Annie Murphy for Schitt's Creek, and Cynthia Nixon for Ratched.
1: Yes. That's such a good category. Ooh, Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or motion picture made for television. John Boyega, Small Axe. Oh, boy. Brendan Gleeson, The Comey Rule, Trump. I mean, yeah, if you right. guys didn't say, I mean, oh, so man, good. so good. Second episode. Daniel Levy, Shits Creek, Jim Parsons, Hollywood. Holy Dude, shit. That one. Oh, my gosh. And Donald Sutherland, The Undoing. I think it's got to go to Jim Parsons. Damn, for Hollywood. man. That,
0: if you haven't seen that, that fucking performance is so different I from mean, Sheldon Cooper. Oh, like. my, and scary. So scary. scary.
1: I mean, Brendan Gleason's fantastic as Trump, but I, I got my money's on Jim Parsons.
0: Yeah, I'm pulling for that one as well. Uh, best television series, musical, or comedy, Emily in Paris. The Flight Attendant, shit's Creek, The Great, and Ted Lasso. My
1: money's on Ted Lasso.
0: I mean, I'm just saying, Ted Lasso is super underrated. If you haven't it started is. watching this thing, it's hilarious.
1: But I would be fine with The Flight Attendant. Yes. I'm just saying. Agreed. Agreed. And, and I want Emily to win, you know, Lily Collins to win, but I don't think Emily in Paris is going to win that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, going to film. Time to film. Yes. Film, film. Best motion picture, musical, or comedy? Because remember, the Golden Globes, they break it up. Yeah. And, comedy, uh, and then drama. They Instead of just best it, motion it's picture. It's interesting. It's a, yeah. So, anyway, best motion least. picture, <laughs> musical, or comedy. Borat, hey. the subsequent movie film. Hamilton. Yes. Music. Palm Springs. And the prom. If they don't give it to Hamilton, I'll be pissed. You can't have a category that's best picture, musical, musical. and not give it to Hamilton. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. I'd be so pissed. If that doesn't happen, it's a total fail.
0: Yeah. Total fail. Somebody's rigging something. The
1: Russians. Uh, yeah, I mean, right? I mean, That, that would be some crazy, wacko shit right there. Like, oh, just, my uh-uh. goodness.
0: Uh, best motion picture for a drama, The Father, mm. Mank, mm. Nomad, uh, Nomadland, uh, Promising Young Woman in the Trial of the Chicago 7. Woo. This
1: category is tough. Yeah, Mank, I would... Uh, so fucking good. Mank was so good. Yeah. And... The Trial of the Chicago 7, absolutely amazing. What I don't understand is not on here is One Night in Miami. Mm. Totally confused because both Manx director and The Trial of the Chicago 7's director, Fincher and and Sorkin, were nominated for Best Director. Regina King was, but her movie ain't Best Picture? What the fuck? That doesn't make it sense. makes no sense. It makes and her actors were. Yeah. You're about to see Bad. in the categories as we read them. Her actors were. How you nominate the actors and the director and not the movie? What the fuck? Makes
0: no sense. Okay, all right, anyway.
1: all right. <laughs> Best motion picture foreign language. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now see, this was your turn, and you just dumped this one on me because of foreign language. What I know you. Me. I <laughs> just said the last one. I said the last <laughs> I one. Said... All right. No, it's fine. It's fine. I was happy you got this one though. I'm yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Another round. Denmark, that was easy enough. Yeah, La La Ah, yeah, Guatemala and France. Okay, Ooh. The Life Ahead, Italy, Minori, USA. Is that right. <laughs> 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 the two of us, France. Uh, All right, that was easy. I thought, I, I,
2: I thought but so you know, funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, best screenplay for a motion picture we're going Emerald Fennell for a promising young woman, mm. Jack Fincher for Mank, Aaron Sorkin for the trial of the Chicago Seven, uh, Feran Zeller for Christopher Hampton or Hampton the father, and um. Z- Sh- Chloe, like Chloe Zeno for Nomadland.
1: Yeah, I'm. Mean, mm, mm, I'm going Sorkin or Fincher for this one, and yeah. it's not David Fincher. Jack, his brother.
0: Yeah, it's like yeah,
1: he's like uh, yeah, or dad, Wait, one of them. Yeah. I think it was his dad actually. Okay, anyway, best original song motion picture: "Fight for You," "Judas and the Black Messiah," "Hear My Voice," "The Trial of the Chicago 7. "IOC," "The Life Ahead." Speak now one night in Miami Tigers and Tweed the United States verse Billy Holiday.
0: Mm. Mm. It's very interesting that anything from Hamilton's not on here
1: and yeah like, I mean, that's, that's my like, opinion and you know, uh,
0: Judas and the Black Messiah hasn't even come out yet.
1: yeah. I mean,
0: the Golden Globes does that shit.
1: Well, that's because the foreign press, so they see it because it might have already been
0: released foreign and not, yeah, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. It is. uh, Best Actor in a Supporting Role in any motion picture, Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Jared Leto, The Little Things, Mm. absolutely fucking crazy in that movie, if you haven't (laughs) seen it. Uh, Bill Murray for
1: On the Rocks and Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Yes. Oh, my God. I cannot stress enough that movie should have been nominated. Best Actress in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture. Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Colman, The Father. Jodie Foster, The Maniturian. Amanda Seyfried, Mank. And Helena Zingle, News of the World. Ooh. Yeah, that's, yeah, is that the young girl? I think that's I the young girl. I believe so. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's awesome. Uh, best actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat, a subsequent movie film. Uh, James Corden for The Prom, yes. which apparently is pretty good. I haven't gotten to check yep. that out one yet. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda from Hamilton. Dev Patel from... The Personal History of David Copperfield, and Andy Sandberg from Palm
1: Springs. Mm. I know. I mean, that's a tough category, I'm going too. Lynn. Okay, uh, Best Motion Picture, Animated. Now, I'm going to read all of them, but there's really only one clear winner. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I'm just say it. Just the Croods, A New Age, Onward, Over the Moon, Wolfwalkers, and the winner, Soul. And the winner, Soul. If you haven't seen Soul from Pixar... First of all, what? Yeah. No. And second of all, watch it. And third, then you'll see why I said it's the winner. Exactly. Hands, I don't even think this is a competition. Yeah. Uh, Onward not... is
0: really good though. Onward is really good. Yeah, and no, I mean on... those are both Pixar films. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. Onward definitely, definitely. But I just think Soul Above and Beyond. Yeah. So okay. Agreed. Uh Best Actor in a Motion
0: Picture Drama, Chadwick Bozeman. Mm. <laughs> Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yep. That's a great film. Have you watched it yet? Uh, I have not yet. Oh man. I need to. It's so good. good. It's so good. Riz Amid uh, from The Sound of Metal, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Tahar Rahim from The Muritanian. There you go. So, yeah, man. I'm guessing Chadwick for that one.
1: I would guess so. Yeah. Uh, I would guess so. And then in the SAG Awards too, which we're going to be talking about soon, he made four nominations yeah. for different uh, – yeah, all posthumous, but all well-deserved if he gets them. Agreed. Uh, Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. Ooh, this is a tough one, it y'all. It Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andra Day, The United States vs. Billy Holiday. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Have y'all seen that one? Woo! Oh, shit, she's good in that. Francis McDormand, No Man Land, and Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Damn,
0: that's a tough one. That is a tough that's category, a tough man. Uh, Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Maria Bacalvo, Bacalovo, uh from the Borat sequel. Uh, Kate Hudson from Music. Michelle Pfeiffer from French Exit. Uh, Rosemud Pike from I Care A Lot and Anya Taylor-Joy from
1: Emma. Yes. It's crazy because that one came out a while ago. It did. She could have a big uh, award season. though. She could. I mean, she could. Uh, best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat Subsequent Movie Film, James Corden, The Prom, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Hamilton, Dave Patel, The Person in History, and uh, Andy Samberg, Palm Springs. Yes, yes,
0: so good, so good.
1: Best Director
0: of a Motion Picture, David Fincher, Mank, Regina King, One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Chloe Zio for uh, Nomadland, and uh, Emerald Fennell for Promising
1: Young Women. Three Women, Three women. That's, that's history-breaking right there because Dude. in the 77-year history of it, they've only nominated seven women total for the director, and they've got three this year alone, yeah. so that's fantastic. It should go to Regina King. Uh, I Just think yeah, I think it's going to go to Fincher or, or Sorkin, but it should go to Regina King. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, directorial debut too, so that yeah. would be amazing.
1: And it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Great. Uh, best original score, ooh, The Midnight Sky, mm. Tenet, News of the World, or mank. Uh. My money's on Mank. I, I can't say enough about that film. I loved it. Yeah, I can tell. Can tell. Well, that, <laughs> was, that
0: was the Golden Globes. Now let's head over to the SAG Awards. I mean, those weren't the only uh, nominations that were announced this week, like we said. I mean, a lot of freaking Netflix, man. They yes. also dominated the SAG Awards. I mean, let's jump into it. Uh, for the films, uh, ensemble cast in a motion picture, The Five Bloods, A Spikely Joint. Yep. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, absolutely brilliant. Yep. Uh, Minary and then One Night in Miami and Trial of the Chicago Seven. That one's hard. I mean, that one's really hard.
1: The the cast in One Night in Miami is freaking epic, man. And Regina King just directed the shit out of them. But then Ma Rainey and the, the. the Trial of the Chicago Seven, man. That That's a cast is like, holy shit. Yeah, I wouldn't even know where to begin. No. Male actor in a leading role in a motion picture. You've got Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins the Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Steven Yoon for Minari. Yeah, man. And a female actor in a leading
0: role in a motion picture. Amy Adams for Hillbilly Elegy, uh Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand from Nomadland and Carrie Mulligan from Promising Young Woman.
1: And that echoes and and copies the Golden Globes yeah. for women in a drama. Literally. So I mean so that there's your money on the Oscars. I mean the SAG Awards and the Golden Globes usually always are good predictors for yeah. the Oscars and so I think that's pretty Pretty solid right there. Male actor in a supporting role in a motion picture. Sasha, ba- he's everywhere. He Sasha is. Baron Cohen for the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Chadwick Bozeman for da 5 Bloods. Daniel Kalua for Judas and the Black Messiah. Jared Leto for Little Things and Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. That's crazy. Jared Leto's getting nominated for everything in yeah. this film, and yeah.
0: there's two other Oscar winners in this thing, Fucking so it yeah. just shows I mean- how much his performance st- stood out. Uh, female actor in a supporting role in a motion picture. Maria Bucklova from the Borat sequel, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, uh, Olivia Coleman, The Father, uh, Young yoo Jung from Minari, and Helena Zingle
1: from News of the World. Again, pretty much a direct repeat of the supporting. Yeah, for, man. yeah. And this is what I love about the SAG Awards. Stunt ensemble, because these people they get the shit it. done all the time. They should be. The Oscars should recognize the fucking stunt people. They, this needs to happen. Kudos Agreed. to Sag for doing it. <laughs> Agreed. Stunt I'm sorry, He's just stunting right, I'm now. Stunting it's like right now. Stunt Man was just behind the mic right there. Stunt Ensemble in a motion picture The Five Bloods, mm. Mulan. Ooh, yeah. Um, News of the World, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, and Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. I know, right?
0: Absolutely epic. Uh, now heading over to television, ensemble cast in a drama series. Better Call Saul, Bridgerton, which was huge this year, mm-hmm. so I would be surprised that that took home some awards, The Crown, Ozark, and Lovecraft Country. Ooh, I know, man. I know.
1: Male actor in a drama series. Yes, you got Bateman, this one. of course, Jason Bateman, Ozark, Sterling K. Brown, this is us, Josh O'Connor, The Crown, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, and Regé-Jean Page. Yes. For Bridgerton. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Female actor in a drama series, either from The Crown or Ozark. We got <laughs> right. Gillian Anderson from The Crown, Olivia Coleman The Crown, Emma
1: Corrin from The Crown, Julia Garner from Ozark, or Laura Linney from Ozark. Woo! And this one's gonna be tough. Ensemble cast in a comedy series. Dead to me. The flight attendant. The Great Schitt's Creek. Ted Lasso. Damn. Mm.
0: Yeah, that one's going to be a tough one, yeah. man. I'm so glad I, we're not one of those judges. <laughs> um, male actor in a comedy series, we got Nicholas Holt from The Great, Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek, Eugene Levy from Schitt's Creek, Jason Sudeikis from Ted Lasso, and Rami Yosef from Rami himself.
1: Yes, and then of course, female actor in a comedy series, Christina Applegate, Dead to Me, Linda Cardellini, Dead to Me, Kaylee Cuoco, The Flight Attendant, Annie Murphy, Schitt's Creek, Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek. No oh, man, I'm pulling for Linda, pulling for Linda, yes. Uh,
0: male actor in television movie or limited series, we got Bill Camp from The Queen's Gambit, David Diggs from Hamilton, yes, Hugh Grant for uh, The Undoing, Ethan Hawke for The Good Lord Bird, and Mark Ruffalo, I Know This Much Is True. That's a tough that one, that is man. a
1: tough one. And the question is, is what did David get nominated for? Because he played two characters, he did. If you have it, he should get it just because he played two characters. That's yeah, all I'm saying, exactly. <laughs> all right, Female actor in a television l- movie or limited series. Kate Blanchett, Mrs. America. Michaela Cole, I May Destroy You. Nicole Kidman, The Undoing. Anna Taylor-Joy, Anya, sorry, Anya Taylor-Joy, The Queen's Gambit, Carrie Washington, Little Fires Everywhere. Ooh. Damn.
0: Yeah, Little Fires Everywhere is absolutely fucking brilliant, man. especially Carrie Washington's like portrayal of the character. Whew, man, that one's going to be difficult. Uh, stunt ensemble and a comedy or drama series, all of these deserve awards, man. Uh, The Boys, Cobra Kai, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, and Westworld. Yeah. Damn. I I know. Cobra Kai, though. I mean,
1: I'm I'm pulling for Cobra Kai. I'm I'm pulling for Cobra Kai as well. I think so.
0: Yeah. I think so. I mean, besides Boba Fett's, like, action scene in, like, the third or fourth episode in Mandalorian, like... It's either Cobra Kai or Mandalorian for me, so we'll see. Definitely.
1: Now, and then this is going to be fun to go back and listen to the show and see if our predictions were at all correct. I know, right? I mean, that's always a fun part. But that wasn't it. That wasn't it. There was it. a whole lot of industry news <laughs> other than the awards. Exactly. Uh, you've got all the studios that were behind all of the awards yes. right now, including the Mouse House, Disney, and more Marvel news. Yes. This is exciting and, and totally makes sense to me. A uh, series about Wakanda, mm. set in Wakanda. That's epic.
0: That's right. That's so cool. It's
1: in development at Disney+, and of course it would be because – Ryan Coogler just signed a new deal with Disney, exclusive with Disney, and he's going to be behind it because he's behind Black Panther and all that. So could you do a Wakanda series like, without Ryan yeah, Coogler? I, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> so, But he's not just going to do that for Marvel and stuff. Apparently this deal uh, with his Proximity Media um, signed with Walt Disney exclusive, and he's going to direct and produce content for all of the different uh, Disney outlets. So yes. not just Marvel. So that's badass. Yes. And, of course, he's hard at work on Black Panther 2, right? Right now and everything, so that's exciting.
0: Ryan Kugler and fucking Donald Glover for a fucking uh, Lando series, badass. Oh my god, be so good. That
1: would be badass. Um, this one just breaking right now. Uh, Oh yeah. Blade the Vampire Slayer you guys know it's coming into the MCU Uh, they found its writer and I'm fucking stoked about this because she's awesome Stacey Osai Kofur you might know her that name it sounds very familiar right that's because she was the story editor and head writer on the acclaimed limited series Watchmen yes. with Regina King, superheroes, you know. So this is perfect. She's been tapped to pen the script for the reboot. And apparently Marvel was like deep looking for like six months. Damn. Meeting with writers for this film. Uh, and and what's really cool about it is the star of the movie obviously was involved in all of the negotiations. And they were specifically looking for black writers. That's awesome. That's yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So Marcella Ali – I, I guess helped handpick who they wanted to like do. I, I love it. I do I too. It.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if he's made an executive producer on this thing. Oh, because that would be- I mean, he's through in and throughout like this whole process. So I love it. I love it. Um, It's just epic, man. A lot of good things happening over at Disney and they have handed out the pilot orders to two dramas that we've previously told you about. The first one being epic for once upon a time creator, Adam Horwitz mm. and Edward kit kitsis there you uh, go. <laughs> epic is described as a romantic anthology that reinvents fairy tales for a new audience sources oh. say it will be focused on disney's properties and the second drama pilot order is for queens and this one's going to be a hip hop genre or a hip hop genre drama (laughs) Uh, from Zara McKee as potential series revolves around four estranged and out-of-touch women in their 40s who reunite for a chance to recapture their fame and swagger they had as, get this, Nasty bitches uh, <laughs> from their '90s group that they made them legends in the hip hop world. So that's awesome. It's kind of like Salt and Pepper becoming Salt and Pepper again.
1: Yes, yes. Oh man, and boy, but there's some drama going on there with Spinderella and shit. Yeah, all, like some nasty fighting right there. Right, like nasty bitches. They're I mean, nasty just like, bitches. Whoop. All right, <laughs> uh, and of course that that's also added to the fact that Sam smells acts of crime and 2020 holdover triage. Yeah, have been man. Picked up also. So, um, oh, that's not it though. Our boy Kevin Costa. Yellowstone fame, you know, Kevin Costner. Everybody loves him. And, he, you know, he, that styrofoam cup fix for the golf with guy. the oil leak. Yeah. <laughs> Whitney Houston's eulogy. What doesn't Kevin Costner do? I don't know. Dude. Anyway, he's making his way into television because ABC is given a pilot order to the drama National Parks, which hails from Costner himself. This project was first announced as being in development way back in 2019. What? Yeah. Costner's going to co-write the series, and it's his first – soiree into television, which is interesting. Um, Here's this. Okay. This is interesting. Yeah. (laughs) The log line describes it as this. While the national parks are known for their sweeping, beautiful landscapes, there is also darker, more sinister side to these parks that attract a vast array of criminal activity. National parks will follow the small group of elite what, what is this? Law and Order? All I of know, a sudden, right? uh, Elite NPS National Park Service. For anybody who doesn't know, agents as they solve these crimes while protecting the national treasures. I'll watch it. I mean, it sounds interesting because you know, I mean, we do hear about that we people do. getting killed on camping trips yeah. in the parks and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, yeah, okay. I would definitely
0: watch that. A lot of good stuff happening. Uh, and of course, the Disney Plus reboot that we've been talking about, Three Men and a Baby. It's gaining steam, man. They finally found a director. Oh. Mo Marable, uh, has been. Tap to direct the movie for the streamer we all know then we've also announced that zach efron is signed on to star in this pick. the original pick starred tom Selleck, steve gutenberg and ted danson i mean you guys know the freaking new york bachelors who find themselves caring and subsequently falling for an infant so i mean you know they're just trying to be loving dads it's that true. aren't actually dads
1: we were talking about that at, at, at like out and about the other day about like where is steve gutenberg yeah he right? basically fell off the face of the planet after the kind Police of. Academy movies. Yeah. Like, what the hell? I don't know. <laughs> this one is exciting, and you knew it was coming. Necessary. It had to be coming. I mean, yeah. It's necessary. Dr. Anthony Fauci will be the subject of a new feature-length documentary called Fauci. <laughs> Fauci. <laughs> From Emmy winners John Hoffman and Janet Tobias, Academy Award winner Dan Kogan, and two-time Academy Award nominee Liz Garpus. That's awesome. It's going to be done by National Geographic Documentary Films, so that's awesome, and they're going to deliver a rare glimpse into the longstanding professional career and personal life of... Of the man, the myth, the legend himself, Fauci. That's cool. So, I mean, yeah, I'm really excited to, like, watch this. I think it's going to be intense and deep, and I think it's needed, like you said, because there's so much mixed information about Fauci now. Exactly. Thanks, thanks to Orange Oompa Loompa Yeah. There,
0: so. Yeah, I mean, the media has portrayed this man in every which way. So, yeah, I mean, this is necessary. This is very necessary, and I'm excited. It's probably going to pop up on Disney+. Plus. I mean, that's great yeah. graphic, yeah. so. Um, Willow, the Disney+, Plus fantasy series that we've been talking about the past couple shows, based on the 1988 movie has found its new director. We talked about a couple weeks ago that what's his face left? Um, John M. Chu. John M. Chu. Uh, which we'll be talking about him a little bit later. Yeah, too. some so, shady shit some going interesting on. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Um, but Jonathan Enstwissel, uh, best known for well regarding series uh, The End of the Fucking world, and, <laughs> and I'm I'm not okay with this, has been tapped to direct the pilot for the show after the events of the film. I mean, so yeah, I mean, like we talked about, John Manchu left because of uh, Upcoming Baby and all that good stuff, but yeah. I mean, I'm still excited for this series. I
1: am too. Willow's going to be badass. It was a badass classic epic from the, from the 80s and still Ron Howard and Imagine, and it's going to be badass. Yeah, that whole scheduling concerns and an upcoming baby do and wants to spend more time with the family. Family. Is it? Cuz we're going to talk about that. Yeah, just John Liu. Just wait. <laughs> the Wonder Years reboot that we told you about from Lee Daniels and uh Kevin Savage there or <laughs> Kevin Savage. <laughs> Fred. Kevin. Fred Savage. Freddy. played Kevin. There it is. There it is. And I haven't <laughs> even started the wine I yet. Know. It's okay. Anyway, that's moving forward at ABC. The Disney-backed broadcast network has handed out a formal pilot order now, so it's official. And while the original series starred Fred Savage, as Kevin, as I just told you, <laughs> middle class uh, family in the 1960s suburbs. This one's going to be about a family in the 1960s, a black family in yes. Atlanta. Mm. Yeah. Or Alabama. 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 Montgomery. Yeah. yeah, Montgomery. Not Atlanta. Not Atlanta. Montgomery, no. Alabama. Right there, though, they're close. They're just right down the road from each other. So it could have been Atlanta, whatever. So this is great, though, because apparently Fred Savage was also involved in behind, you know, coming up with this idea, Wigley, and pitching it. So that's going to – and he's going to direct the first episode. Mm. So that's going to be badass. Yeah, it's going to be a very
0: interesting series. Definitely going to have to give it a watch, at least for the pilot. Um, ABC has also ordered Maggie, and this is based on the short film from Tim Kuroko. It's a single-camera comedy from 20th Television revolves around a young woman who tries to cope with life while coming to terms with her abilities as being psychic. And uh, she can see everyone's future, but her uh, present is just absolutely a mess. So
1: she can't see her own, like, what can I do? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah hmm. I know. it I sounds know. like a cheap knockoff of Zoe that's what I was I'm just, just about to say it sounds a little bit like Zoe you know, let's capitalize on Zoe's come up with our own idea well they're yeah. gonna sing and dance John <laughs> I hope not Mandy yeah. Moore come with uh, us. yeah please please um, ABC's also picked up an untitled multi-camera comedy from Regina Hicks and Viola Davis and Larry Wilmore. it's gonna be a hit Viola Davis yeah, right is inv- involved Boom. in anyway the project revolves around three sorority sisters who lost touch after college who reunite during a pivotal point in their lives they realize that sometimes it's okay to crack and when you do no one will be there for you like your friends (laughs) this one's been in the work at disney since 2017 damn so they just keep picking from the back lot they're like yeah "Yeah, right they're They're like hey we have content we have content yeah
0: it's good stuff, good stuff, man. Well, now heading over to Warner Media. Oh man, Warner Brothers has announced that "Those Who Wish Me Dead" is going to be a neo western film starring Angelina Jolie. has a has set its release date for May 14th as part of the 2021 lineup that will be uh, both theatrical released and debut on uh, HBO Max. The film is described as a female driven western set amidst a wildfire raging in Montana. Will Oh. Um, when a teenager witnesses a murder, he finds himself being pursued by twin assassins in the Montana wilderness. Damn i know is kevin costner gonna show up <laughs> right? i feel like that kevin costner is gonna be there to protect it
1: and investigate that crime i don't know but Just all a- kidding <laughs> aside female westerns are huge right they're now they're huge right now they're kicking but westerns in general they're yeah. like uh, you know doing really well so this is gonna be exciting one. yeah i'm down for that i'm excited
0: for this next one
1: though Woo! hbo max is launching a batman podcast Yes, you heard that right. A Batman podcast titled Batman The Audio Adventures. Yes. A comedic take on The Dark Knight that sees Jeffrey Wright, who's playing Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman movie. He's going to be playing the Cape Crusader. And that's interesting. Dennis McNichols, a longtime writer for Saturday Night Live, is going to pen it. And uh, direct the multi-episode series. And in addition to write, this thing's got a huge
0: cast. Huge cast.
1: Chris Parnell, Melissa Verisorth, Seth Meyers, Brent Spiner, John Leguizamo, Ike Berensauce, Bobby Mohinian, Kenan, Kenan Thompson, Rosario Dawson, Jason Sudeckis, Alan Tudek, and on and on and on and on and on. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, it's insane. Um,
0: no doubt DC is watching like the success of the Wolverine podcast that's no, huge yeah. right now.
1: Yeah. Now, we should say, we talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago, that Spotify had signed a deal with Warner Media they to did. do podcasts based on DC properties. This is separate from that deal. Yeah. It is not a part of that deal. So, we'll just keep an eye on that and kind yeah. of see where it goes. Very interesting. I'm excited for it, though. I'm excited for Absolutely. it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, HBO Max has also announced that Elizabeth Faith uh, Ludo Ludlu, uh and Rizwan Manji will... Play the respective recurring characters in uh, Kia's and Jamil's on James Gunn upcoming series for Peacemaker. Their yes. character descriptions, of course, are being kept under wraps of the Suicide Squad spin-off show, uh, which focuses on John Cena's title mercenary. And which I saw a thing today that said. Warner Media just let James Gunn work. Like, yeah. he just, They left it hands off, like, just let the man work. I thought that was awesome. And, and, they kinda, and kind of a shot at Disney.
1: Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Although, to Feige's credit, he let him have free reign on Guardians of the Galaxy, too. So, yeah. who knows? I mean, but yeah, I think a smart move. And so, uh, they do sound like original characters. I don't recognize those names, so it makes sense that they're keeping you the, you the character know. descriptions under wraps. That makes sense. Uh, HBO Max pilot verbatim is rounding out its cast, and it's a pretty big big one sarah gilbert rob hubel leland orser lyria bent tate donovan jr garcia and kevin dunn have all joined the project uh the exact details of their roles are being kept under wraps because of course they are um you remember this is the one that about college uh, it's going to be about the college admission scheme. yes so this is all dialogue is actually taken from real sources Mm. primary news sources um and Chris Messina is going to star in the pilot, and it's going to be an anthology series based on the uh, series of uh, articles. So this is going to be cool because it's – I'm excited. All the dialogue is basically real dialogue taken from yeah. sources and stuff. So.
0: ooh, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be – that was huge in the news there for a while. So yeah, makes sense. makes sense. Uh, the CW has announced a ton of renewals this week, and breakout hit Walker. Oh, my goodness, my buddy Padalecki. I wish I knew him, but I mean, you know, uh, that one is getting confirmed for a second season after just two episodes so far. So that is freaking awesome. Um, And also The Flash, it's getting renewed for season eight, which makes sense. That's their biggie right now. Yep. Uh, Riverdale season six, I'm surprised about. Uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow... You're surprised about. I am. I mean, because, you know, Black Arrow and the Canaries, you guys know about this past, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, All-American Season 4, Charmed for Season 4, Legacies for Season 4, uh, In the Dark for Season 4, uh, Roswell, New Mexico for Season 4, Batwoman for Season 3. That one's doing really well, and I'm enjoying every second of it. Uh, yep. Nancy Drew for Season 3, and Dynasty for Season 5.
1: Are you so. fucking kidding me? Charmed? charmed Char- you wouldn't pick up green arrow and the canaries but you're giving charmed another season rip i don't i i just do rip. not understand it and i like legends don't get me wrong i think it's entertaining it's fun it's awesome and everything but i would have much rather green arrow and the canary yeah well it's the same with black
0: lightning black lightning was a very popular and entertaining show with a black lead protagonist so don't you feel like that would be very necessary right now so i don't know man it's warner and
1: we should say supergirl and black lightning they are coming back also but these will be their final seasons and um walker did get an extended they added more episodes to the first season bringing their total up to 18 they also extended the order for superman and lois which we said was uh picked up but uh uh, their total is going to be 15. No word yet on whether Superman and Lois is going to be picked up for a season 2. Mm. They haven't said. It's to yeah. be determined, so. Yeah. Is that one out yet? Have they, as people? Mm-mm, not no, yet. They, not they, yet. They they all
0: debut in October. Ah. I shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Um, Well, we were just talking about the All-Americans that just got renewed for, I believe, season four. Yep. Uh, The CW is also developing a spinoff of that, and it's going to be starring uh, Jeffrey Maya, a potentially new series titled All-American Homecoming. And it's going to see Maya reprise her role as... Uh, Simone Hicks uh, from the Mothership series. Uh, the CW will air a backdoor pilot. They're fans of those. Yeah. Uh, for the show, as an episode of its current third season of All-American. Maya began appearing in a reoccurring role in All-American
1: uh, in the second season. So, Just word to the stars there, just because they give you a backdoor pilot. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean you're going to get picked up. <laughs> Green Arrow and the Canaries was the highest rated show of the season. They're backdoor pilot, but they didn't get fucking picked up. Yep. Just saying... Don't don't bet money on it. That's all I'm saying. Don't bet money on it. <laughs> this next one a little bit more serious. We found out, and hey, I'm wearing red because it's National Wear Red Day for Same. heart awareness. Yes, heart awareness. My brother passed. My dad passed. You guys know the history, so um, red. But now we know uh, Michael Paradis, uh, 38 years old. Um, that's the contestant that we told you about that died on Wipeout. Yeah. Uh, after competing, well, now we know what happened. Apparently, he did succumb to heart uh, failure. He had a heart attack. Attack. Uh. And, um, he had coronary artery artery disease, which went undetected. So they are given physicals before they do that. But as well, I know in my family history, you can have heart disease and not know it no, and pass no. physicals with no problem at all and never even know. So, you know, no no fault there to wipe out saying that they miss something, but um, and no drugs or alcohol in his system or anything. So um, but that's the official cause of death. He did die from a heart attack that was from coronary artery disease. So it's crazy, man. Mm. It's crazy. Of course, thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Absolutely wild time. Definitely.
0: Uh, now heading over to Viacom CBS. According to sources, long rumored Fraser Fraser revival could be coming soon at at Paramount Plus. Yes, so.
1: I'm super stoked about this. Me Apparently, too. it's going to be focused. Strictly with Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce. Yes. Which you know, I don't know if that means the other supporting characters from the original Frasier are not coming back, or if it's just going to be based on them. And but I'm fucking super excited because this has been in the works forever. And by the way, apparently it was a money issue. Mm. The the apparently it's been they all thought that these guys were going to be asking for their million dollars an episode for like when yeah when Frasier went off the air they were all banking and they thought oh it's going to be that. So I don't know, but it looks like it's getting really close though. That's good, man. That's
0: good because, like, I mean, it's been a while. Of course yes. it's not going to be the same thing. Um, a lot of cool things happening as well. I mean, you're a huge fan of this upcoming American Gigolo. I am. They just cast Leland Orzer uh, from Brand New Cherry Flavor. He's going to set uh, star lead opposite of the one and only John Bernthal and Gretchen Maul in the Showtime pilot American Gigolo. Yes. So... I yeah, know, he's going to play Richard Strat, <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, the self-tech billionaire who's fallen deep into the world of untethered ultra wealthy, losing his love and his prized wife to Burnfall. <laughs> it's so interesting. Duh. I don't care if you're a billionaire or not. Burnthal comes and says, I want your woman. He's getting your He's woman. He's getting your woman. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That just makes total sense to me. Take your billion dollars. I'm fucking Burnthal. I'm taking your woman. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness. Uh,
1: Paramount and J.J. Abrams' bad robot have brought on Joe Barton to write the script for an untitled sequel to Cloverfield. Oh shit. Yeah. Now you guys might remember the original Clo- uh, Cloverfield used found footage format. That's has run its fucking course, yeah. and thankfully they realize that, and they're going to go in a different direction goodness, with the man. sequel. They're not going to do that, so thank goodness. Oh man, that shit
0: sucked there what? for a while. That popularity. Oh um, yeah,
1: I just this next one you don't even like. Know. I, I I have
0: no idea. So you take the realms, <laughs> my friend. You I take watched the
1: this original show, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Jane Curtin and I just I loved it. Uh, so I'm just going to say it. NBC has given a put pilot order to a reboot of Kate and Allie. What? Yeah, this is going to be a... Up. The updated series hails from the writer-executive producer Eric Oyama. It follows two best friends raising their kids together in one household. They are like sister wives, only they don't have to pretend to love the same man with bad hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. shit. Through their unconventional arrangement, the two prove romance isn't necessary to be a successful woman and mother. Now, the original Kate and Allie aired on CBS from 84 to 89... I was a teenager. I did watch it. Allison Smith was one of the daughters who mm. went on to the West Wing That's cool. and Rob Lowe fame. Um, yeah, all kinds of good stuff. We're all six seasons and 120 episodes. And like I said, it was Jane Curtin from Saturday Night yeah. Live and Susan St. James. And it was a really, really good show, really fun show. I'm not a fan of reboots, but I am interested in seeing yeah. this one. So yeah, I think it's going to come down to who do you cast, Yeah, exactly. It's got to be
0: the right people. It's got to be the right people.
1: Yep. The Voice, which is huge for
0: NBC right now, coming back for season 20. And it's going to premiere March 1st at 8 p.m., wherever you fall in that timeline, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, on NBC. And the fe- return of Nick Jonas, he's coming totally back. totally called that. Yeah, totally I mean, I feel like right now they're going to bounce back back and forth between Gwen and Nick, which I like Nick. Don't get me wrong. I right? do too. He is a really good coach. And, of course, he joins Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, and Blake Shelton. And this also marks the 10th year anniversary for this show. And, of course, Carson Daly's coming back. So, I
1: mean, just a lot of good stuff. I mean, it's, it's a great show. It's a fantastic show. I, I, I And I do. I like Nick Jonas. I, I thought he was one of the better judges that they've had on there I in agree. a while. So, that, that's exciting. <gasps> dun, dun. Yeah, we've got some really cool news these next couple stories, and I'm fucking super pumped about it. Pumped. Bones alumna. Tamara Taylor is set as a lead opposite Christopher Maloney and Dylan McDermott in Law & Order mm. Organized Crime. As you guys know, that's the NBC uh, Law & Order SVU spinoff series, Duh, and the Return of Stabler, which is going to follow Stabler's return to the NYPD to battle organized crime after a devastating personal loss. Yes. He's going to aim to rebuild his life and his career as a part of a new elite task force, because they're always elite task force of in course. Law & Order, <laughs> uh, in the city's most powerful organized crime syndicate and now you're saying because we've been talking about this forever but when but when well now we know it's going to premiere the highly anticipated show at 10 p.m april 1st it's going to be a crossover with svu the first episode is going to be svu stabler comes back reunites with olivia brilliant brilliant and then spins off crossover into the new show I am so fucking pumped about I know. that. I can't even just wait. Like, I know. That's going to be such a badass moment. Yes, and Olivia better smack the fuck out of that boy. she right. be like, bitch,
2: where... Where have you, have you been? been? <laughs> what I mean,
1: like, what personal loss? What? You should have come to me. I mean, I, like, that's what, that, if it doesn't go down like that, I'm going to be upset. Exactly. Um, and we're, and we're, my question is now, because she's like a captain and shit, does yep. she outrank him now? Ooh. Ooh. Shit, interesting I don't know. stuff, man. She's, you've been gone a while, Stabler. Something's exactly. I'm just saying, she's, exactly. she's, she's moved up. <laughs> uh, Universal <laughs> is debuting a movie
0: adaptation of Dear Evan Hansen in theaters September 24th. Ben Platt will be reprising his role his tony winning role as the character and it's going to be a cinematic retelling of the popular broadway musical that centers around evan hansen after the suicide of his classmate connor murphy evan is um he's caught up in a lie of connor's parents a mistake uh, that Hanson gets from one of – or the suicide note. And it's just basically deals with teenage anxiety and like all
1: this crazy stuff. So, yeah, man, it kind of sounds like 13 Reasons Why. It does kind of sound like – it was a hit though. I mean it was a huge hit and I, I mean – and that's r- hard to do with that type of subject. Man. It is. So I don't know. Speaking of another like huge musical hit, Wicked. Remember the prequel to The Wizard of Oz? It kind of tells the story yes. about the witches before Dorothy lands there and everything, right? Now, here's where we were talking about earlier with some shady shit. This motherfucker. Because guess who's attached to direct this? They just (laughs) announced is going to direct this. John Chu. What? Wait, what? Yeah. The guy who said he had to step away from Willow because he's having a baby and needs more time with his family and he had some scheduling stuff, but now he's just got a bunch of free time to direct Wicked. Yeah, apparently. I don't know, man. But, uh, yeah. He's he's... even taken over for another director. Exactly. (laughs) It makes no sense. He's replacing Stephen Daldry, who had long been attached to the project, but is pulling out uh, because of adjusted timeline and unable to commit. So, hmm. What? Hmm. Shady. Yeah, I, I just – I don't know. I love John Chu. I think he's a fantastic director, and I, I, I think he's going to do great at Wicked, but he would have also done well with Willow, and I just – I don't know. Well, you know Disney saw this story and was like, what? Oh, no, <laughs> I mean, without doubt. I mean,
0: I'd sue. I would too, because <laughs> you know he. They probably had the negotiations. Probably had the talkings. All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna resign from this position and wait a few weeks and then we'll announce this. Like, yeah, yeah. So I don't know,
1: but I mean, you don't fuck with the mouse house. You That's really all don't. I'm saying. I'm it's coming just, after you.
0: <laughs> (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) Sony, going over to Sony, Naomi Watts is set to headline Bleecker, a street, Bleecker Street, as I should say. Yes. Uh, um, The Sony's upcoming film, Infinite Storm, and the story tells uh, of Pam Bells, who is a mother, a nurse, and a mountain guide who's on a solitary trek up Mount Washington when she got caught in a blizzard Shit! and uh, leading a
1: daring rescue of... Of a stranger, oh, that sounds intense. That does sound intense, but Naomi Watts can pull that off. Yeah, she there's can. no doubt. Yeah, she, she's fantastic. Jeopardy has announced a new round. You guys know they're doing these like celebrity guests, right? Uh, hosts to host in place of uh, the past Alex Trebek. I think it's because they're scared to name a new, I
0: permanent think so host. too.
1: I think so too. Uh, so you guys know we talked about this in the past who was out there, but they've named some more. Uh, this is interesting Anderson Cooper, mm. Savannah Guthrie. Dr. Oz, Dr. Gupta, and the latest television personalities are set to helm the show after following Bill Whitaker, Mayim Bilek, Katie Couric, Aaron Rodgers, and, of course, Ken Jennings, and, uh, you know, previously announced. So that's that's interesting.
0: Yeah. No. Aaron, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting, man. I don't I don't know I don't know even what to think about that.
1: Is Aaron Rodgers gonna have time? He's in that new relationship. Yeah, you know he's keeping it on the down You know she's she kind of
0: young. Yeah. Just, just... Uh, does she even know what Jeopardy is? That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you don't know, anyway, look up the gossip trays. Yeah. You'll find
1: out who he's dating now. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, transitioning into the streaming <laughs> juggernaut, Netflix. This one is very interesting, man, we haven't had a poach like this in a while. No,
1: yeah, the poaching continues. Uh,
0: uh, Former Disney Channel's worldwide executive, Nancy Cantor, has signed an overall deal with Netflix, and under this deal, her and her Available Light Productions banner will develop and produce animated projects and live-action projects, both feature films and series, for kids, families, and audiences on Netflix. Mm. She worked for Disney for 20 years. Now, yeah. granted, granted, her departure was announced April, but still.
1: And and maybe it was one of those jobs that was eliminated because there were two when they merged with Fox or whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, who knows? But still, it's still shady. It's still poaching. Um Woo! Netflix, y'all, they getting some serious power. They are. Okay. They are landing some serious names, including JLo. Not this one, Mm-mm. but that would be awesome. Like, would be but awesome. not that one. We're talking about, of course, Jennifer Lopez. Yes. She's set to star in the upcoming Netflix film The Mother. Nikki Cairo, who recently helmed Disney's Mulan remake, is in talks to direct it. The mother, which Lopez is also going to produce, centers on a deadly assassin who comes out of hiding to protect the daughter she gave up years before. Mm. Oh. Interesting. That sounds... Like J-Lo as an assassin. Right? What? I know. I <laughs> should... Hey, rod better hope those uh, rumors aren't true about cheating. Just come after <laughs> J-Lo being <laughs> an assassin. I'm just saying, I mean,
0: Nef- I mean, J-Lo has really stepped in front of the camera the past couple of years. She like, has. I mean, she kind of took a little break. I mean, of course, Made May and a couple of others, but and now she's coming back. She's yeah. coming back better than ever. Um, Naive Campbell has signed on for a leading role in the Linking Lawyer Laurie- series. Uh, of course, previously announced on Netflix. Previously joined uh, Manuel Garcia Ruff- Rolf- Ruffalo. Uh, I didn't want to say Ruffalo. Ruffalo. <laughs> uh, and who will be uh, Mickey Hall or- runs his lawyer practice out of his trunk. And, I mean, you guys know the story. It's a a great story. Yeah, and she
1: plays the wife, who's – it's a very complicated relationship because they're divorced, but she still loves him and she helps him kind of stuff. So, Nev Campbell, another one that's making a nice little resurgence back. You know, she was on uh, the final couple seasons of um, House of Cards and then, of course, the the Scream thing again and now making this. So, yeah, good to see her back too. Right. Um, Netflix dramedy The Chair is rounding out its Mm. cast,
0: Bob Balaban, uh, and, and Nana Minshaw and David Morse, and Everly uh, uh, Car, Car uh, uh, have all been cast as series regulars in, uh, you know,
1: the chair. So I mean, this thing is going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is about that college story about the chair of the school board and all that. It's going to be interesting. We talked about it. We talked about it. Yes. Oh, Netflix has also renewed On My Block for a fourth. And final and season, because that's what they do. That's what they do. Not yet announced a premiere date for it, though, for the new 10-episode season. On My Block now joins a long list of fan-favorite series that have been given the final season orders, uh, including Chuck Lohr's buddy comedy, The Kaminsky Method, Liz Feldman's dark comedy, Dead to Me. Aww. Yeah, Yeah, Chris Mundy's Mundy laundering drama, Ozark, and Robia Rashida's a- Atypical, which centers on a teenage boy with autism. All getting their final walking orders. All really good shows. Yeah, man. All really good shows. Uh,
0: This next one is very interesting to me, but I mean, we've talked about it on multiple weeks that Paramount likes to just send off their titles to do. netflix uh sonic the hedgehog is getting a brand new 3d animated show for netflix and the 30 year old character will be featured in sonic prime it's going to be a kid and family series that will premiere worldwide on netflix in 2022 and it's going
1: to be a 24 episode series what the fuck wow yeah like, and Paramount like they released their uh, quarter numbers and it, they all huge profits yeah because you sold everything, everything. off to everybody else no like, shit of course you had a profit
0: like yeah I don't know. it's so funny man it's so funny heading over to Amazon Amazon's upcoming anthology series Solos has lined up a star stubbed cast man I mean Academy Award winner and actors like Morgan Freeman and Hathaway Helen Mirren Emmy Award winning actor Yuzo Abdaba uh, Nicole
1: Oh, Bahari and Anthony Mackie. So many other people, man. I know. And so this is what? The seven-part anthology series that is described as exploring the deeper meaning of human connection Mm. as explored through the lens of each individual. It'll tell stories from each different point of perspective and a moment in time that illuminates the even during our most seemingly isolated moments. So that's kind of cool. Like they're going to... um. That you know, is deep. That is deep. Morgan Freeman telling any isolated story about what he's going through at a particular moment in yeah, time right. will be badass. <laughs> I mean, it's a Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman. I want him to narrate my life. I know. I'm just, just I'm just narrate saying. my life. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, this next one I'm super excited about because I watched it and I'm a huge fan and I think everybody should watch it. It's fantastic. I'm trying to get these guys to watch it. <laughs> The premiere of Justin Timberlake's Palmer gave Apple TV its most watched weekend since the 15-month-old service started. The streaming service saw a 33% increase over average viewers, also due to the available sophomore seasons of M. Night Shyamalan's Servant and Dickinson. Um, those helped also boost into the numbers. But Palmer is fantastic, guys. It, it's it's just Alicia Wainwright from Raising Dion is in it also. Um Justin Timberlake, I just don't feel, gets enough credit for his acting no, he ability. He's a phenomenal actor, and this storyline focuses on him having to deal with a child. The relationship between him and the child actor in this film is just outstanding. Cannot recommend it enough, and I see why it boosted the numbers. I'm yeah, just saying it. I mean, it makes sense, man. It makes sense.
0: Apple Studios has also emerged as the winner of CODA. The film about a young hearing girl or a young hearing girl who grapples with breaking away from her death family, mm. uh, which was a sensation at Sundance apparently. Yep. And a record setting purchase, Apple purchased this close to 25 million dollars for the film, breaking last year's record setting of Palm Springs scale of 22 million. Yeah,
1: that's a Andy Sandberg going, yeah, so. yeah. So, I mean. Apple has acquired the world rights to this thing, and, I mean, you know,
0: it's going to pop up soon, so be prepared. It's probably
1: an investment. Look at Palm Springs at the top of our show with all the award nominations. It was throughout there. Palm Springs was listed in both Golden Globe and SAG, so, I mean, they're probably looking at it going, hey, $25 million a good investment. Apple knows what they're doing.
0: Yeah, they do. Apple knows (laughs) what they're freaking Doing. woo that was a lot we did good uh, that was man we did good got through all that i know right now it is time for the top five segment man Ooh. Oof! this one was very very difficult it I, was i teased it a little bit earlier i went on instagram live and was like oh shit uh, um, but it is top five disaster films this week Ooh. damn the first one that comes to mind, and I don't know why, is 2012 with John Cusack, which is on none of our list, but yeah, no, that's that's a good one. I know, oh, yeah, yeah. I know. But uh, yeah, a lot of good shit, man. A lot of good shit. Uh, my number five is actually my nine. If you have guys haven't checked this out yet, I believe it's on Netflix right now or uh, Prime because everything's on Prime. Oh yeah. Um, this one stars our buddy Clint James in this yes. bad boy, and we went to one of the premieres out in L.A. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, it's about like the danger of coal mining and going underground and how that the natural gas can fuck up at any point in time, and you could be trapped. Like, and
1: I, I got to tell you, if you're claustrophobic, good luck with this one. Yeah, dude. Because they there's this like scene where you're literally riding with them down into the mine, and it's like for real, they're going down there. And you, I swear, to God, you feel like you're in that thing, like dude. going down. And man, it is intense. Yeah, the whole film is intense and scary, but brilliant and brilliant performance by Clint James, of yes. course, the man, the myth, the legend. Good pick, man. So good. Good pick. My number five. Dante's Peak, about the erupting volcano that's about to take out civilization. Not to be confused with the other one, Volcano, with Tommy Lee Jones uh, and Anne Hesch. This is with Piers Brosnan and Linda Hamilton. So um, basically the same story. It's about an overraging volcano that's about to take out civilization. But they both came out in the same year, pretty close to each other, like the same film basically. But (laughs) this one I liked Better you just, like that one better, yeah, because Linda Hamilton and and Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. I mean it was good. Not, nah, I love Tommy Lee Jones. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not – just pick your – pick it. Volcano or Dante's Peak. You you pick my number five. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's basically the same movie. Exactly. It's, it's like just... Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> um, Kong. Oh,
0: my goodness. Uh, number four for me, uh, I mean, of course, it hits home to every single American that was alive and know where they were during this time. World Trade Center. Mm. Nicholas Cage, mm. uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, so many other people in this one, but just – Following firefighters, like going up the stairs, trying to find anyone and everyone they could to try to just save their lives. And then putting their lives on the line too because the building could collapse at any moment. And it was an amazing film. Uh, I'm not that big of a Nicolas Cage fan. I've said that before. But this is one of my favorite films that he's ever done.
1: Yeah, so. it's, it's an intense one. And like you said, very personal to a lot of people. Um, so, and might be difficult to watch for a lot of people. Um, so talking about my, okay, my number four is probably also very difficult to watch right now because of everything going on with COVID and people who have lost so many lives with COVID and the whole thing. Contagion. Uh. Very much about a, a crazy disease that takes over civilization and starts wiping people out and the CDC is desperately trying to find a cure to stop it. Um. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. But this one was, I mean, just absolutely amazing. Matt Damon, Kate Winslet, Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, just a huge cast in this one. But um, scary and difficult to watch because it's like, what if? What if? And now we're kind of... Well, seeing. Yeah. What if? Right now. So, um, yeah, this is a crazy one, Contagion, my mm. number four. Yeah, man. Number three for me
0: was Super Eight. I tried to nab this one before you could, <laughs> um, but honestly, just saw it recently, probably about two years ago, I believe it was, uh, for the first time. Oh my goodness, guys, so freaking good! One of J.J. Abrams' first films. Yes. That he directed. Oh my goodness, it was absolutely brilliant. Of course, Aliens, man, Aliens coming after us, and Elle Fanning. I mean, she was a little tiny thing in that yeah. movie so it was just absolutely brilliant filmmaking and aliens at the same time if you haven't seen super eight definitely check it out see a whole bunch of brilliant lens flares it's great
1: oh man and uh, what i love that jj abrams does so brilliantly throughout that film is pay homage to all of his other projects yeah. that he's worked on if you look there's little easter eggs to alias and like all the other stuff that he's done it's brilliant it's fucking brilliant um number three <laughs> walberg <laughs> clooney I, that should tell you everything right there, but I'm talking about the perfect storm. Um, man, that – that you guys, did you know it's a true story about the guy who's just so like in need of a big score with his fishing boat to save his vessel and everything? And he just continues to trek out into deep water and then it happens like a hurricane and like another and then like the perfect storm. It like comes together and just – yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. I don't want to he give doesn't. away any survivors yeah. but survive. Um yeah, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh the idea that it's it's a true story and that someone's desperation would take them to that length to try to to try to achieve something um in a tragic ending it's like it's it's intense. Yeah. It's intense. The perfect storm if you haven't watched it check it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man.
1: Good one. It's a good one.
0: Uh my number 2 goes to Armageddon. Mm. This one, fucking, the cast is absolutely amazing. Believe it or not, this is one of the first, like, real movies, like, that wasn't geared towards children that I've ever watched. I mean, of course, Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, so many epic people yes. in this one. But of course, like, Meteor coming to fuck up Earth, and, like, you get all these oil drillers that are like, hey, we can help, or, well, like, NASA recruited them, but it was just such an awesome, dramatic story, especially, like, with... Fucking, I know when he Bruce Willis died. It was so sad. It I, was. I mean, that was that was the start. I cry for everything when it comes to movies, guys, <laughs> and that was the start of my crying. Bruce Willis dying. Mm-hmm. I'm Just saying, mm-hmm. I know,
1: and Liv Tyler's daddy had a huge hit, Aerosmith, with I uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Yeah, right? you know, that was the theme song from that movie, and it mm. was like yeah, probably bigger than the movie, <laughs> probably. and the movie was pretty big, <laughs> yeah. but, you know. Um, so yeah, awesome, good pick, man. Yeah, I can't ever think of that movie and not think of that song. Uh, yeah, just, <laughs> you it's, can't do it's it. The Tyler's man, Liv Tyler, Steven Tyler, Aerosmith, boom. Um, mine is Jillen Hall, my number two, uh, Quaid and Jillen Hall, and it was a fantastic movie as well. About global warming and the effects of what's going to happen if we don't stop things seriously um or if if you're the other way and you just think it's the natural <laughs> progression of earth you know. and this is what happens okay either way it's not pretty yeah
2: exactly <laughs> the day
1: after tomorrow where basically everything is frozen over and the ice ages come back and everybody's dying um yeah, it's a, it's a little scary. And Jillian Hall and the guys and the and the, like they they take shelter in a, in a, a library and just trying to like, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm. But it's also another it, you know why it's so scary and why it's such a great disaster film is because it could happen. Yeah. It's like based on science and fact and it could happen. Yeah. That's what makes it terrifying yeah, to me. Seriously. Like yeah. I mean, I just I don't know. I, know. I don't know. I know. Scary. The day after tomorrow. Yeah. (sighs) Don't get – just let's hope. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> honorable mention, the road. I completely forgot oh, about yeah. the road. That one's so mm. fucked up. The dad and his son, like two bullets left. One's for his son, one's for him. And mm. goddamn, that, that movie, man. That mm. one, that one's hard to watch. It is. That one's really hard to watch. Uh yeah, like I said, honorable mention, but my number one star stubbed as well, just a brilliant freaking movie. T Hanks himself, uh Bill Praxton, you're gonna be talking about him a little bit later. Yep. Um <laughs> Apollo 13 this one absolutely brilliant man i love these are the type of space nasa outer space like galaxy movies that i enjoy not yes. at astra that one was out there i love b pit but not yeah not fucking it wasn't anything
1: like apollo 13
0: so good man so freaking good i think it also draws more people in too when it's a real story yep so i you know
1: you know I mean, Houston, we have a problem. That's true. You hear that? You immediately know, like Jim Lovell and the gang. Yeah, yeah it's just fantastic. Um, yeah, and you know uh, the great honor of meeting Mr. Fred Hayes himself, one of the astronauts involved in the whole Apollo thirteen stuff. Yeah. So Lil Cam got to meet him too back when she was a little itty bitty. But you know, uh, he's an interesting fella and very like hearing him talk about it all. It's kind of like crazy. Oh, so. I bet. Yeah, Apollo thirteen, great pick. Yeah. Great pick. And as you said, Bill Paxton.
0: What a loss!
1: I know. What a loss, I, man. I always just, forget I, that. one. I know. I, I know. It's that. tragic. I just hate it. But my number one also, Mister Bill Paxton, uh, and Helen Hunt, and uh, another so one, another one. You know, the the late, the late Dusty, mm, Dusty. Yeah. I mean, come on now, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, how could I not love a movie with Dusty? I'm talking, of course, about Twister. Mm. I mean, come on. The epic disaster film, right? Like, yeah. oh shit! And they're chasing storm chasers. That thing got me so pumped to want to be a storm chaser. Yeah, yeah right. And then I got mm-hmm. the opportunity to chase some winter storms with with Joel uh, Young, who's a phenomenal meteorologist and likes to storm chase too. I was—we were all we talked about was Twister. Like, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it wouldn't be epic to chase, uh, you know, uh, tornadoes and like all this kind of stuff. It's like you got to be crazy to do that kind of stuff. That's so. Funny. But man, that film—the reality and the realism of it, and how like unexpected they just come out of nowhere and how they'll just tear one thing apart and leave something right next to it completely alone and it's just i mean tornadoes are terrifying yeah they're terrifying they so are. um i loved it though every second of that movie i loved cow Flying like, I mean, cows. Come on. Come on, man. Just Always wear a belt. Always. That's that's a lesson learned from that film. Always wear a belt because then you can strap that fucker, hold, and you're not getting blown up. <laughs> so, you don't have a belt, you're fucked. Exactly. You're gonna... I'm just saying. <laughs> like... Wee! gone so, oh, so yep good, number one man. twister
0: so good what are your guys's top five disaster movies mm. end of the world movies i mean the rock has a few out I mean, uh, he you got, does like skyscraper and san andreas i never saw san andreas yeah, actually
1: no i me either uh, to be me honest either. with you maybe we'll so, yeah we'll yeah. talk about it we'll talk about it <laughs> uh, when we go see it and paxton of course has another one like we didn't even mention it's not on our list but Titanic Titanic disaster film Titanic I know yeah I intentionally did not put it on my list yeah. but I mean you know I'm sure it's on many many people's favorites Oh yeah I mean don't get me wrong great movie but
0: you know <laughs> you know underwater shit Underwater Gcam
1: um now heading over to
0: box office recap the little things did huge last week mm. on theatrical releases and HBO Max. Uh, by far, yes. I believe, the most streamed movie on HBO Max so far. Yep. Um, behind Wonder Woman, but at standalone. Uh, the Little Things came in at $4.8 million at number one. The Crudes, A New Age, came in at $1.8 million. Wonder Woman, 1984, came in at $1.3. Well, it's crazy it's still making that amount. It is. Like, um, the marksman came in at number four with 1.2, and Monster Hunter came
1: in with $740,000. See, Wonder Woman jumped back up above the marksman. I did. That's because Gail Gadot was like, Yes, Liam Neeson, you have a particular set of skills, but I have fucking bulletproof bracelets, yeah, bitch. Exactly. And a lasso. <laughs> exactly. I am reclaiming my spot and riding lightning, bitch. No, I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, new movies coming out, possibly, in a movie theater near you. Oh. Uh, Dara and the J- – Whoa, shit. Uh, Jav- <laughs> of uh, What the fuck is that word?
1: I'm going to go with Hacinovac.
0: Yeah. Hacinovac. Hacinovac.
1: Hacinovac. Um, Dara of Hasfenazak.
0: There you go. Um, foreign film, I guess. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, number two. No, if it was a foreign film. It would have been easy. Apparently, yeah, yeah, like right. from the
1: Golden Globes, they were all easy. Like oh. Minori. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got Falling also coming out, The Reckoning,
1: and More Than Miyagi. I want to see that. I want to see that. That's a documentary about Pat Morita that kind of oh. explains the story behind he was more than just Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. And they kind of go into this long, whole history of his career and like yeah. all the kind of – I really want to see it. That's
0: really cool, man. That's really cool. Uh, movies you can still go see possibly in a theater New year. News of the World, Tom Hanks, uh, Promising Young Woman, got nominated for like everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fatal, uh, The War with Grandpa. And Bobby! Our Friend. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's just teasing. Yeah, Bobby, our friend. Bobby, I wish our friend Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. He just will not go away. <laughs> he won't. He, man, he's gonna be there for like. He's the, probably surprised. This I, is still up there. Seriously, it, it's been there for like a year. It has. I mean, it's crazy. It has.
0: Uh, IMDb Pro top trending segment. You guys know we love this app. But if you are a star in the Atlanta region, be sure to check out our IMDb profile because mm. we might have a project for you. Yes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You guys know we cook with it. We eat with it. We shower with it. We do all the things. Facts. Uh, no <laughs> printer. No print. <laughs> what?
1: I, I learned that. See? You haven't heard it either? What? I'm telling you, all these young people. No I printer. said, what? I said facts, and they said, no printer. I'm like, what? what? And they're like, that's the thing now, apparently. Like, because – back in the old days yeah, fax, fax machines and printers were all that but it's not a fax machine <laughs> with a printer and all that it's just fax no printer. It's just funny that you learned that before the young guy. That's I, yeah, totally I mean, I thought, I'm, I I'm thought was like, no, my daughter, in Lo- they've never heard of this. And Emily was like, Emily, different Emily. She's like, totally, everybody that age knows it. Facts, no printer. It's like everybody says it. I'm like, I've never fucking heard it before. But I just used it, Emily. I just used it. So there you go. That's Facts, so no great.
0: printer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, the top trending movie is by no surprise. And it's because we've been talking about it, of course. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. All because of our posts. It's, it's number because one because of, of us. I'm just saying. Kong. Like, whatever, dude. He's Fucking, king. I mean. He's
1: king of the monsters for a reason. <sighs> He's going to beat that blizzard.
0: Yeah. Just because George King George III has King in front of it doesn't make him not crazy. Uh, are you trying
1: to say Kong has a stutter? I mean, What, maybe, what are you saying? The you King's, King's speech. the I mean, speech is going to, I beat that lizard. Is,
0: you know, is it? Is it? He's going to fucking flame that shit. <laughs> um, top trending TV show by no surprise, WandaVision. Woo! I don't see this one going away anytime soon. No,
1: and guys, did you see today's episode? Holy fuck. Do not fuck with Wanda. I keep saying that, but do not fuck with Wanda. Don't do it. Man, she's like. What? Them eyes turn red and they're fucking like. And they started throwing out some comic terminology. They used hex. I was so fucking pumped. Hex. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. Anyway, anyway,
0: geek it back. Geek <laughs> it back. Uh, the top trending star is chloris Leachman. Oh yeah.
1: For passing away, yeah, um, it's pretty sad. I'm betting next week uh, we should say Christopher Plummer. Yeah, also passed away. To, oh my gosh, what a know. legend! So I'm betting uh, that, will yeah, be. yeah, um, and I, maybe too, like the top trending star also could be for the wrong reasons. Army Hammer next <laughs> week,
0: <laughs> bruh, dropped by everything. Yeah, His career's I, done.
1: I think he's pretty much done. Yeah, over he's a, he's sinking faster than the Winklevoss twins that he <laughs> played in. The- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember them? Of course you do. That's what we're going to be saying about Army Hammer soon. Remember him? Nope.
0: Nope, Nope, No idea. Oh my goodness. Damn, that Uh, was like
1: harsh. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) That's great, though. Facts. Oh, I get no printer. (laughs) <laughs> so take that back to
1: little cam see what she says That's yeah right so great
0: uh, <laughs> anyway guys thank you so much for getting crazy with us on episode 148 of inside the crazy ant farm we had a blast be sure to follow the company Al, on social media at crazy ant media and of course you guys know you can sub, uh follow the podcast as well at ItCap Podcast, and be sure. sure to follow us both personally, myself JLo Fantastic, are on all podcast or on all social media
1: platforms. And <laughs> Crazy and Guy 1970 on all podcast uh, social media platforms. Facts, yeah. <laughs> <And> No <laughs> printer, no <laughs> printer. You don't need the printer anymore. You don't need all that yeah. stuff together. You do it all from your phone, like yeah. just like you know.
0: Yeah, in a few years they'll be like, "What's a printer?" Like you can yeah. print yeah. from yeah. your iPhone.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh my goodness. Exactly. And
0: now. you you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast anchor apple podcast spotify google play music iHeartRadio, Podbean, radio pod stitcher and so much more if you're watching this video on youtube hello hello be sure to like that video subscribe to the
1: channel and ring that bell got a response got oh, a response man. we're working on it it's getting close i can feel it i can man. feel it man it's getting close negotiations, negotiations. so excited anybody my age knows exactly what that means Boo. but you, you just Just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Oh, my goodness. She totally had a printer. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Facts, right? (laughs) Facts.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And you guys know, be sure to head over to our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear right here, right now. New podcast gear and Antoinette. Up everywhere. Um, If you go on there literally today and tomorrow, we have a 20% off sale going on. So be sure to get it up while you can, man. Get it up while you can. You need that blue shit. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Of course. A leave. Of course. Leave. He's talking about a leave. Facts. <laughs> no <know>. printer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my goodness, man! You guys can tell we're crazy bonkers. Oh. Uh, the, honestly, I love talking about the award stuff. Uh, yes. Streaming. I mean, it more implements the fact that people are cutting the cords and like one thing from a network was nominated. So. Yeah, you know.
1: I mean, kudos to Austin Winsberg for such a brilliant creation and for Jane Levy for, like, pulling off such a brilliant character. Yeah. Um, well-deserved, well-deserved. Um, I want to talk about what was not. What was not. Oh, That's shit. my two favorite things. In the One night in Miami, yeah. which totally should have been. I'm just saying. Should have been on both the SAG Awards and uh, the Golden Globes, and I'm not too happy about that. And again, I want to reiterate Green Arrow and the Canaries. Yeah, just so saying. so what happens if you decide not to give that order to Superman and Lois? What are you going to call them back? Right? Hey, Cat, like, Cat, we, we made a mistake. Too late. Too fucking late. Too late. I, I'm just <laughs> fucking <laughs> Kat, bastards. I just say, you know, I, I just my favorite parts of the show are when I get to complain. Yeah, like, I just you know, you know, oh my god, what should have been.
0: And Wakanda. I'm super pumped for Wakanda, yes. too. That's going to be badass. Marvel yes. is moving into that television lane, and it's awesome. It's brilliant. It's
1: fucking brilliant. And kudos to them for their diversity. Iger said he was going to make it a mission, and, and he would continue moving forward with it, and they have. Yep. Um. So kudos to them for that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And you guys know we got to honor and celebrate the only O that matters. <laughs> I bet
1: she had a printer.
0: She did. And a
1: fax. Fax. Oprah! Oprah! <laughs>